Now, this morning is Anointing Sunday, and so uh, at the end of the service this morning, as uh, we've done in previous years, we're going to anoint uh, everyone uh, with oil. Excuse me. And um, we're going to have the kids rejoin us for that time, uh, because we're also going to anoint them, and we'll get some of the church leaders up here uh, to uh, do the anointing. Um, and so we're going to celebrate that with every person here. And you know, Anointing Sunday uh, for us really is a time where we acknowledge that God has a call on our lives. He's called us to serve Him. And God has called us for a purpose. And that uh, even in 2018, God has a very specific purpose for each one of us. Uh, he has a purpose for you. And uh, he has a purpose for me, both in uh, ministry uh, and as we're going to touch on this morning, in whatever kind of profession or wherever God has placed us uh, to kind of use the gifts and talents that he's placed and put in our lives. Uh, Wherever that is, uh, God has been calling us. And as I've been preparing uh, for today's message, the constant kind of thought or theme that has stuck out to me is that, uh, you know, we're not just called to serve in this Christian life. You know, often we, we talk about going out and serving uh, where God has placed us in the marketplace and in ministry and, and just serving others. We're not just called to serve, but I believe we're called to serve with power. I believe that we're called to serve with the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that we're called to serve in a way that this world can't actually understand why it looks the way it is, why it's so, uh, you know, they can't kind of really comprehend what it is that is the difference. But I believe that it's that power and that anointing of the Holy Spirit that is upon us that God is calling us to serve with. Um, That anointing that sets us apart. Amen? And so uh, let's just pray this morning uh, as we come to the Word and uh, as we Uh, wait on God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are all-powerful. Father, we thank you, Lord, that uh, as we've sung this morning, it's all about you. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, your Holy Spirit is here. And I just pray that, uh, God, you would just use me this morning to speak into every individual heart. Heavenly Father, just allow your anointing to pour afresh in this place this morning. Heavenly Father, allow your anointing to pour into overflow and to increase this morning. Holy Spirit, come and just wash over each and every individual that is here today. Heavenly Father, we lift up to those of our church who are not with us. Uh, Father, wherever they may be this morning, we pray that as uh, we celebrate Anointing Sunday as a church, that your Holy Spirit will anoint them where they are. And that, Lord, this morning, that you would be glorified, uh, Lord, that we will be encouraged and that we will be blessed uh, by you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray for your glory. Amen. Amen. Uh, So the origin of uh, anointing, which uh, we may have heard uh, previously, comes from the practice of shepherds. Everyone heard the story of the practice of shepherds? So uh, in, in ancient times where the lice and the insects used to crawl up the fur of the shepherds, uh, the shepherds of the sheep, <laughs> shepherds, sheep, that's right, get them the right way around, the fur of the sheep, uh, it would get into the sheep's ears, cause infection in their head and in their brain, and that would kill them. And so uh, ancient shepherds would grab oil and rub oil all over their head 
and all down their shoulders and down their fur so that these insects couldn't actually get up into the ears. Uh, and so uh, keeping uh, the sheep alive, and I'm sure the sheep were very grateful uh, to be kept alive till it was time to be eaten. <coughs> <coughs> but it was from this kind of practice uh, that the anointing of oil became symbolic of three things. Blessing, protection, and empowering. Blessing, protection, and empowering. And so this morning we're going to take um, a look at uh, the anointing that is spoken about in the New Testament. Not, not the anointing of oil, but the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which operates uh, in a similar way. And also look at who that anointing is for and what that anointing is for. But before we get into uh, that, it's important to mention that the anointing of oil uh, that we're going to do this morning, where we anoint you with uh, oil, is not um, the anointing of oil that we're going to be doing this morning is a, is a symbol of the anointing that God has already bestowed upon you through the Holy Spirit. The anointing of oil is a symbol of the anointing that God has already bestowed upon you as followers of Christ, regardless of whether you walk around feeling like you're anointed, regardless of whether you walk around feeling the anointing in certain atmospheres. Um, we're going to see this morning that the Bible says you are anointed. And also important to mention that uh, the power uh, doesn't come from the oil. The anointing's from God. The anointing is through the Holy Spirit. But much like we take communion to symbolize and remember the power of the cross, the power of the life of Jesus Christ, this morning we're going to anoint you with oil to symbolize uh, and remember the calling of God on your life, set apart in 2018, blessed, protected, and empowered for his purpose. Amen? Set apart for his purpose and for your glory. And so if you have your Bibles with you this morning, uh, we're just going to read firstly out of 1 John 2, verse 27, in the New King James Version. And it says this, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And so in the book of 1 John, uh, John has returned back to the Christian community to remind them uh, of this anointing which brings them into this true relationship with God. This anointing that they've been left uh, through the Holy Spirit. The anointing that John talks about here is the testimony and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. So it's that sense of the Holy Spirit convicting, that sense of the Holy Spirit affirming, that sense of the Holy Spirit leading us. And it's, a, it's an anointing uh, that blesses and affirms. It's an anointing that protects the truth within our lives, and it's an anointing that empowers our spiritual reality into our everyday natural lives. Think about that, an anointing that empowers the spiritual reality into your everyday natural life. And so let's have a look at this 
uh, verse a little bit more closely. But the anointing which you have, it starts out saying, the, the anointing that you have received from God abides in you. So the word you here is quite key. And in this one verse, it's used seven times. Seven times in the New King James Version, translated seven times in the NIV Version, translated seven times in the New Living Translation. Uh, and where it's not translated as you, it's translated five, four times as you and then three times as ye, uh, inferring you. And uh, John was speaking uh, here to all believers. And so the teaching applies uh, this morning just as much to us as it did to the Christian community in that day. So when John speaks of you, when there's this emphasis on you, uh, I would like to suggest this morning that what he's talking about and who he's talking to is, in fact, you. He goes on to say, which you have received from him abides in you. The anointing which you have received from him, speaking of, the, speaking of Jesus, abides in you. Then it carries on to say, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. So John, speaking of this anointing of the Holy Spirit, suggests that really, really we don't need anyone to teach us about what is right or what is wrong or anyone to teach us uh, about the way to go uh, because that anointing that God has given us empowers us to be able to discern that. Has anyone ever felt that anointing in them? The discernment of God to know what was right and what was wrong. The discerning of God to know when to go and when to stop. The discerning of God to know when to just wait and then when to move. And so John is speaking of this kind of anointing from uh, the Holy Spirit. The anointing to discern God's will, and as this passage puts it, for all things. For all things, for what we're doing and for the path that we're walking in. And so if God's will is for you to be teaching and you're teaching, the anointing empowers and affirms your gift as you share it. If God's will for you is to be in leadership or in business, if God's will for you is to be in nursing or caring for people, uh, in ministry, studying, uh, retail, sales, parenting, if God's will for you for a season of time is to be in parenting, then I believe that there is an anointing for you in that season from God. Not exclusively for one area in your life, maybe for multiple. And that anointing is there to empower you as you serve others with your gift. Then he closes by saying, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. John begins the passage by saying that the anointing we've received abides in us. And then he closes by telling us and giving us this instruction that we are to abide in him. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 21 and 22 in the new, in the NIV, it says, now it is God 
who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. So this is Paul. This is Paul now speaking to the church of uh, Corinth. Now it is God who makes both you and us stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Is there anyone else this morning who wants to see more of the anointing of God in their life? So very quickly, three points that I want, that I think if we consider. Uh, three points for us to consider this morning as we come around our time uh, of anointing. Firstly, uh, you have this in your notes, so you can fill this out as you go. Uh, every Christian is anointed. Every Christian is anointed. 1 John 2.20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, it tells us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You know, this anointing is referred to by most commentators as uh, being the anointing of uh, the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Word of God. We hear it referred to in Scripture as the Spirit, His presence, and truth, the Word. His Spirit and truth, the Word. The blessing of His presence um, and the anointing that we get when we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the protection of the Word of truth to ensure uh, that we are you know, of sound mind and of uh, correct thinking when we are serving and uh, being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, when you, sense, when you sense that overwhelming peace when you're under pressure, when you sense that sense of love and that grace from God, when you sense uh, just a, a sense of God washing over you and, and a comforting of His presence, I believe that what we are experiencing when we sense that is the anointing of God washing over us. God's blessing washing over us. God's protection washing over us. And God's empowering for our walk and our journey uh, in life. And it's this anointing that gives you access. Uh, it's this anointing that gives you access to the Father. It's the anointing that gives us uh, that connection at another level to the Father. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts. Who can say amen to that this morning? Secondly, uh, there's a reason you're anointed. There is a reason you're anointed. You know, in Bible times, people were anointed for a specific purpose. Uh, in uh, Exodus 29, Aaron was anointed uh, to be priest. In 1 Samuel, David was anointed to be the king. And a, per a person was anointed for specific tasks. So uh, again, to be kings, to be priests, to be prophets, to be leaders in the church. And uh, in Luke 4 verse 18, we see that uh, Jesus himself was anointed for a task. And it reads this, this uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, 
that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be free. And praise God, he succeeded in that. But Jesus was anointed by God for a purpose. And just as Jesus was anointed for a purpose, uh, we too are anointed for a purpose. And I believe that the ultimate purpose that God anoints us for is to serve him with our lives, with our lives, uh, like we're told in Romans 12. And then finally this morning, uh, I just wanted to share three application or action points uh, that I believe can help us to allow uh, really the anointing to flow and increase over our lives. And so uh, the third point this morning is activating the anointing. And I think it's important that we understand uh, that the anointing doesn't flow out of passiveness. It doesn't kind of flow just because we sit and want things to happen or just because we sit and will things to happen. But it flows from a dedicated lifestyle to seeking the world of God. The increase flows from that dedicated lifestyle to seek the will of God. And so here are three actions to operate in that I believe will allow us to see that anointing of the Holy Spirit increase in our lives. The first one is operate in your true worth. Operate in your true worth. <clears throat> A sense of unworthiness, thinking that God can never use me thinking that I'm not a good enough Christian, thinking that I don't in some way uh, measure up to some sort of a mark or, or thinking that I'm a nobody, so what can I do, uh, I, I believe can hinder the power of the anointing over your life. Firstly, because I believe wholeheartedly that's a lie. I believe any of those things about any of us is a lie. And secondly, because the truth is, we are God's masterpiece. So I, I have to admit, I've thought about that of myself, and I have to check myself and go, hang on a minute. How can I think that if I am God's masterpiece? Which is what we're told in Ephesians 2.10. And so we need to learn and grow uh, in the knowledge of who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. And in the knowledge of what we're worth. The second way we can operate is in his presence. Distance from God for whatever reason. Whether we're angry uh, whether we, uh, again, just through temptation, we don't feel that we're good enough to come to God uh, just because we want to give God a break. But, but distance from God uh, for, for, you know, it's going to take too long, but I, I think distance from God for any length of time can hinder the power 
of the anointing in your life. You know, Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's the words of Jesus. And so we're told to do, uh, and so as we're told to do in our key verse from this morning, abide in him. Operate in his presence. And then finally, operate in passion. Do we have anyone out there who gets passionate about rugby, basketball? Maybe some of you are passionate. Is anyone, is anyone passionate about making scones, donuts? Yeah, we've got a passionate about eating them down here. Each to their own, right? But when I say passion, we understand what I mean. And so as we operate in passion, it's operating in a passion to serve God. In a passion to do God's will. Because I believe wholeheartedly that when we're operating passionately to do God's will, when we're operating passionately to serve God, that God will bless that. More than he will bless something that's outside of his will that we want him to bless. If we're operating in the will of God, he will bless and anoint that and empower you, protect you, bless you in it. But a lack of desire Lack of hunger uh, can hinder the anointing of God over our lives. Romans 12, verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. When we, uh, when Debbie and I were at the city as worship pastors, we had a backstage area where the worship team would meet to pray every Sunday. And on that wall, we had all of the team's favorite verses. And the verse that was smack bang in the middle that was the biggest was this one. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. You know, I think our God is passionate about us. He's passionate about seeing us succeed. He's passionate about seeing us do well. And so this morning, I think that if we operate in passion, that we would see God anointing uh, what he is doing in our lives. You know, Paul is calling the church here uh, to not offer a service to God in a half-hearted way to offer service to God wholeheartedly, to serve him eagerly, to serve him with spiritual fervor. You know, that, fervor, that word fervor, uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, means to, with intense and passionate feeling. With intense and passionate feeling. And so this morning, Just remember that every single one of us has been anointed by God. 
you've been anointed by God for a reason. And your relationship and obedience to God, uh, I, be I believe, can bring increase to that anointing. When we operate in our true worth, when we operate in his presence, and when we operate with passion. Amen? So we're going to come around uh, very shortly our time of anointing. Um, but firstly, if you're here this morning and uh, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we believe that it's always important to give the opportunity to take that step and to invite him into your life. Now, as I've said this morning, with salvation in Christ and with relationship with Christ comes an anointing. that God has bestowed upon us. And the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, uh, and that he is the life. And so if you wanted to receive that gift of a relationship and salvation with Jesus this morning, and I just want to invite you to pray this prayer while every eye is closed, and while every head uh, is bowed. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I know, I want to know you. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, um, we'd really love to be able to stand with you and, and support you through uh, your journey of getting to know Jesus and talk you through uh, any questions that you have. But uh, just as we conclude, we're going to grab... Uh, the kids and bring them in again uh, so we can anoint them as well. And then I'm going to invite uh, some of the church uh, oversight and our church leaders to, to come forward. And uh, we're going to anoint uh, them firstly. And then uh, once we've done that, we'll uh, invite you all to come and uh, receive prayer. And can I encourage you, don't, don't, uh, don't pass up this opportunity. And uh, just as we're waiting, just press into God and just allow expectation to arise in your heart and expect Him to turn up for you.